This is Shifting Our Schools, Episode 76, The Kindest School. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for listening. I have a great conversation with Brian Tupper in store for you as he launches his kindest school. And you're going to hear all about that here to come. It's uh, spring break season again for all you educators out there. So enjoy your week off, whether you are on it now or have it coming up in the next couple of weeks. I know every school kind of does it different, but it's usually right around here sometime in April. Take some time for yourself and recharge those batteries. Of course, after spring break, for many of us, we have the dreaded testing season and with it, the start of the school year winding down. What I love most, though, about this time of the year, besides the weather, is that this is the perfect year to try something new. So that's my challenge to you this week, is to try something new you have put off all year. Maybe it's been that app that you heard about. It's something that you wanted to try. Maybe it was flipping your classroom or you wanted to try something in a new and different way. It doesn't even have to be tech related. Take some time here at the end of of the school year. This is such a great time to try something new. A lot of times I hear teachers who want to try something new in in the fall. And by the time fall comes around, you're so busy getting the beginning of the year set up that you never give your space you never have that space to try something new. So this is a good time. You know, the schedules get all wonky after spring break. You have all kinds of assemblies with testing taking place. There you know, you've got these little patches of time. What a perfect place to innovate. A great time to try something. See if it works. If it does work, then how are you going to use it next year? But you have to have some place to innovate and this is the perfect time of year to do that. So my challenge to you is, between now and the end of the year, can you find time to do something, to try something that maybe you've put off all year to do? This is the time to do it and see if it works for you. If you do do that, I'd really love to hear from you over on our Flipgrid. Now, if you just go to sospodcast.org, up at the top, you'll see a, a button there that says comment, which will take you to our Flipgrid. Maybe you've never left a Flipgrid response publicly before for other educators. Maybe that's your challenge. Head on over there and please leave a Flipgrid response. If you try something new with your kids, let us know how it worked. Sharing, us sharing, teachers sharing their experiences is how we all grow together. Just remember, fear is the opposite to success, not failure. And we've got to get out of that zone of fear of trying something new and get to a place where we're able to fail and fail forward. And remember, fail stands for first attempt in learning to see what it is we can change for our students in our classrooms. So get out of that fear zone and give it a go. Try something new and see what happens here at the end of this school year. All right, on to the episode. This week, I sit down with Brian Tupper, who I met back in 2012, 2013, when he took the COTEL program, which is our Certificate of Educational Technology and Information Literacy program that I was running at the time. Since then, Brian has gone on to start his own school called The Kindest School, 
What an honor to have him talk about his project and the launch on the Shifting Our Schools podcast, where he's actually going to launch for the first time The Kindest School. If you like what you hear, please help Brian spread the word by sharing this podcast episode or the links in the show notes to others. We're going to have all the links for you of ways even how you can reach out to Brian uh, and everything that he talks about. Uh, Teachers supporting teachers. That's what moves education forward. Have a great week. And with that, on with the show. Uh, welcome to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. So excited to be joined uh, with Brian here today from Bangkok. This is the thing I love about technology is being able to teach or uh, talk with people all over the world. Uh, so fantastic. Thank you uh, for taking time out of your schedule and getting up early uh, to, to do this. Uh, I had to schedule this. I had to schedule this a little bit early because I might have a Mariners game to go to later. So, oh, so yeah, well, you know, well, first my that was first a great send off. Ichiro had a great send off, wasn't it? That was, it was so good. It was so good. And my first Mariners game of the season. So you know how it is. So yeah, um, absolutely. But, I'm uh, a Mets fan. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so uh, well, thank you for joining me. And I just want to get us started by letting you introduce yourself to the Shifting Our Schools community. Talk about. Um, you know, where you've come from, your journey in education, and then we're going to get into uh, your new project that you're launching called kindnessschool.org. So, uh, yeah, the kindness uh, school. Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, well, my name is Brian Tupper. I have, uh, I've been a teacher for 18 and a half years. And, you know, I've seen that like, you talked about your, the name of your podcast is, is shifting our schools. Yeah. That, yeah. that shift, you know, I lived it. I started working in 2000. Um, and all the way up like to 2019, what a monumental shift in education and the opportunities that are out there now, you know, and, um, and it, I just kept trying to challenge myself throughout my career. I started out teaching, um, in rural, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, like out on the farms and then, uh, moved to the beach for a year. Wow. Then I, ended up, I, I wanted to go to, um, I wanted to try something different. I wasn't achieving what I like I wanted to you know I wasn't challenging myself so I went I taught inner city voluntarily I went to Jacksonville uh inner city school and uh I wanted to learn it was it was a fascinating experience it was eight years of my life um but I also started to get you know feel disenfranchised by the school system you know Mm -hmm. made me you saw some of the worst run schools that I've ever seen and I was like Mm -hmm. oh and so my next step was to try and see what it's like globally. And I ended up going and teaching at a career international school on Jeju Island. And I won the, uh, internet or the uh, faculty global leader there two of my five years there. So uh-huh. I'm basically doing what I'm, you know, the same lessons that I'm doing right now, you know? Yeah. Very cool. And, um, and then, uh, I was actually at the conference that I met you at, yeah. I was, uh, some woman noticed me and uh, nominated me for the international school teacher of the year for two one CL. And then that was, uh, I made it as a finalist. Didn't get, didn't get picked. Wow. I'm a little sour about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's great though. Congratulations. It was a great honor, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to keep, you know, sharing, um, like we, we you know, that uh, I went to Coattail. Yeah. And that was, that was the shift in my life, you know, yeah. learning, you did something um, at Cotel where something that I always bothered me about education was teachers who would not share, you know, resources. Yeah. You know, back in yeah. 2000, I was like, oh, you know, I was a new teacher. Can I, 
can I use that? They're like, no, 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 these, this is mine. I made this. You know, <laughs> for, yeah. before Win or uh, because of Win Dixie. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't read this book. I have to. Uh, so. So when did you I, go I, through? I, when did you go through Cotel? When did you go through Cotel? 2013, 2014. Okay. All right. I think. All right. So yeah, because I, I started uh, in South Korea in 2012, and Ian Craig, who was our IT coordinator, yeah. he's like. I, I was asking them, like, I don't know how to teach kids with a, in a one-on-one -on -one computer. And like, I, I need, this is a powerful tool. How do I use it? And he goes, go to Kotel. Oh, cool. And it was the best PD I've ever taken. You know, it was yeah. absolutely the best PD I've ever taken. It and why actually, do you think that? What do you think it was about Kotel that, you know, was, because I love asking people, you know, we've had, we've graduated over a thousand people through that program. Um, all international educators like yourself and everybody, frequently not everybody frequently people say some of the best pd i've ever done and i and i don't know what the magic sauce of it was was it the being forced to reflect was it the open sharing of resources with i think that colleagues open of the sharing had a lot to do with it, you know mm -hmm. um it gave us a chance like this is really the first pd where we were learning from other teachers yeah you know and i think that's so important like when you go and you know you've sat through faculty meetings where they bring somebody in and you don't have any say in it. They're going to put their keynote up on the board and they're going to talk. Yeah. Like they're going to tell you how to teach. Don't teach this way. I'm just, don't teach the way I'm modeling it. Like I'm going yeah. to tell you, <laughs> no interaction. now you go and do it differently. It's like, Oh, but what you taught us um, was to share with each other. Like, we were seeing things. Like I learned about uh, like Quizlet when I was there and I learned yeah. about, um, just, just from the community, like um, I learned about Nearpod around that time. I mean, these, these are all things. And then I was able to share it with other teachers. You know, yeah. I was like, look at, look at how cool this is. And yeah, you know, very cool. That's and that's a lot of what um what I'm trying to do is share what I've created because I've had teachers be like, you know, you should go and be a technology coordinator. Yeah. And I'm like, but I could just why don't I just sell my lessons i'm like if you want me to go teach them how to somebody how to do it i'm like i can it's 2019 we can do that now <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah and there is something different right about the ability to just like you're saying you can go sell your lesson plan but selling yeah. a lesson is not the same as doing the lesson and that's yeah. the thing that i think gets missed a lot you know is it's very easy to grab resources the resources are out there they're everywhere yeah, tons of resources you know but there's something, you know, teachers that have that special something, it doesn't matter what the resource is, right? The resource is just there, but, but the, the relationship you have with the students, the classroom environment that you create, yeah. all of that is more important than the resource you go and grab off the internet, right? We all know it that. Is, yeah, absolutely. It's in, you know, having the teacher there, it is, it's, it's, so impactful because they lead these discussions, you know, yeah. and that's what I want to try and do with, with kind of generation, this textbook that I, I've been creating is, um, get ideas, you know, give them topics that are easy to talk about, like yeah. where you can focus on, um, like I broke it down into four thematic units. So the, it's under the acronym kind. So K is knowledge is power. So, um, under here, you might learn about how the brain works and like what a growth mindset is. So you get the ability to start talking about what are things that, you know, what are goals that you want to set academically and personally. And um, we give comparisons of a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Another one is like on empathy. Um, 
trying to put, you know, give parent, give teachers and parents the opportunity to talk to their kids about something that's important. Yeah. The I on it for the, in the acronym is inspire others. So this is all stories that are great people who do amazing things. You know, they don't get, you know, the great people and all the work that they do doesn't get any of the publicity, you know, yeah. but if you look at what is in, you know, watching these kids over the media is mostly negative, you know, yeah. you know, you don't, and there's a message behind it all. And that's hard for a kid to decipher what's going on, you know? Yeah, so sure. one of the things I want to do, I don't think that politics or religion, you know, I was as a social studies teacher have no place in education. So, you know, it's, yeah. you got to the unbiased way and you see, and you know, there's stories out there of teachers who are teaching one way or the other. And that's not fair. That's not, you're not supposed to be putting your, you're not supposed to teach kids what to think. You're supposed yeah. to teach them how to think, right? You know? Yeah. And that's kind of what these lessons are inspiring or, or try to do. Like we inspire others. There's so many good people. Like there's one on Steph Curry and all the work that he does uh, for malaria. You know, like these are like pretty cool things that these guys are doing um, that don't get talked about. Yeah. You know, so we're trying to spotlight on these. Uh, the never give up. There's one on um, is the end. And there's one on like Jim Valvano that I have um, that I'm working on. There's one on uh, Malala. Um, there's just different types of topics, just again, to get people talking. And the last one is D, diversity is strength. And this is where you can, you bring it all together. You know, um, you can spotlight like there's one on like Martin Luther King, and then there's one on climate refugees. Um, you know, there's one on crazy rich Asians, that, you know, about their yeah. success that they had, you know, like stuff that is really, oh, another one from Never Give Up that I just did was the Thailand cave rescue. You know, yeah. I want to make it relevant and, you know, with, this book, I want to try and get, Hey, what do you want to learn about? And then we'll create a lesson for you and, and share it for you. You know, like, I love it. And try to make it really interactive with the kindest generation. That's who they are. That's who it's built for. Yeah. You know, this, this group of kids, I mean, you've seen it, like they are unbelievably smart. Like they are, they're eons ahead of where we were at that age. Yeah, you know? for sure. I agree. They walk around with a computer in their pocket. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they have a good advantage. <laughs> and, and to your point, I mean, all the research on this current generation is showing they're more empathetic at their age than any generation has been. And what is that going to do for them just as they continue to get older? You know? Yeah. And that's, I, you know, I see that too. They're such like, they're so kind. Like they, yeah. um, this is like a generation that's growing up. They don't care what color you are. They don't care what, yeah. you know, what gender you are. It doesn't matter. Like everybody's, this is a, they're being raised to think equally. Yeah. You know, there, there's definitely kickback and fight from others, but you know, most of the kids don't have that, you know, they yeah. don't like old people who are fighting about it. Yeah, it's exactly. Bigger. That's true. <laughs> so, like, well, whatever. Don't even, I don't yeah, need to hear yeah. you. So you're but, now in, you're now in Bangkok. Um, yeah. What brought you from Bangkok? What are you doing there now? I needed a place that was, um, uh, when I left, oh, I went from Korea to Azerbaijan. Um, and then I just, when I started working on this, it was like, I was like, really, I felt impassioned that I had to, I, I'd been working on it for years. Um, but then my dad got ill and I was like, you know, and I wanted to be able to have that freedom, Yeah. you know, yeah. cause you know, you're, if you're living in Azerbaijan, you're living in Korea, it's not a two hour plane ride. You know, it's, right. it's a, it's a hike. And I make that hike four times a year. I don't want to make it six, you know, like, yeah. you know, but um, my, my dad got ill. So I was like, okay, I need to, find a way to give me some more flexibility. And I said, well, this is go time now, you know? And I went to my principal and I re, uh, I basically 
it, it got to the point, and this is honest truth, it was on a Monday in October, and I had been working on this idea and then these lessons, and, and I got to class on Monday, and I just kept thinking about it. And I wasn't thinking about the kids, and I said, it's time to go. Because I said, the moment that day happened, you don't deserve to be in the classroom anymore. You lose that privilege. If you're not focused on the kids, and that Friday I retired um, to start this. I mean, because it was, and that was the reason, you know? Um, and that was, that's how my philosophy on teaching. If you're not willing, to, like, it's a privilege to teach, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you're not willing to give them your attention, then you shouldn't be there. That's, you, the, you know, you're trying to find something else. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your kindest school. Uh, yes. So it's, it's kind, kindestschool.org, correct? Yeah, kindest, okay. thekindestschool.org, yeah. Thekindestschool.org. And you said you're building it mostly with Neuropod, which is great because I know a ton of teachers who are already familiar with that platform and, and use oh, it with their kids. awesome. It's yeah. a game changer. Yeah. Uh, they started their company in 2012. Mm. Um, I found out about them in 2013 at, during Kotel, you know, right. um, it was actually one of the teachers um, I work with, Leanne Toller, she told me about it. And then I looked, uh, started looking it up and then I went to Kotel and then I found out more information about it, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, where you can bring all these technologies under one umbrella, you know, mm -hmm. and the, there's interaction with the kids, you know, like the kids can type in their answers and you see their answers in real time. Yeah. And this, my shift there was I was teaching in Korea and I was teaching a social studies lesson and none of the kids were answering. They weren't interacting. They weren't engaged. And I was like, oh, and I'm like, and I was like, why isn't anybody answering? And they said, well, we're waiting for Jeffrey to answer. And I was like, what? Yeah, like, he's our go-to guy. And I was like, oh my, you guys are just waiting for Jeffrey. So none of them like the Nearpod thing. And I said, now you're getting Nearpods all the time. And I and Nearpod allows that every kid had to type in an answer um, and I could see their results in real time. And then I think I became much better writers. I was like, hey, put a period on that. Started with, you know, yeah. you're, like, if somebody's way off, you're like, okay, here, let's, let's talk about this answer. You know, you can yeah. do more one-on-one -on -one stuff. It's, like, and the fact that you can download every report and it has all your answers. Um, there's so many features that you can do. Like I was, you know, at a time when, you remember you have to type in a website and then you'd have to go and check every kid, H-T-T-P-S-S-S, -S -S, yeah, right. you know, you got to find it in this long, like here it's like, click here, you go to the website. Here's a virtual field trip of like for Malala. It's a great one. Um, Cause she talks about how she wants to go back to Pakistan. Right. Um, wonder, you know, like people, kids asked why. And I showed them a, a virtual uh, field trip of Swat Valley. And I said, look at how beautiful it is. And like, Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. You know, yeah. Um, and it gives you so many different ways to interact. Um, and I use uh, Quizlet in the beginning to start off each uh, lesson. And then I get the kids to do a Quizlet Live. And so the kids are, they, they love it. They love Quizlet. They love Quizlet Live. I mean, that, that is their favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, then I would use Newzella. Um, this is basically the structure of it. Because it differentiates your ELA. Right. So you can do the same lesson and do get a an article at a 10th grade reading level or an eighth grade or a sixth grade or a fourth grade or a second grade reading level. So your lesson for any teacher, it can, they can use it, take advantage of the technology. And then they, they take a quiz on it and it's already graded for the teacher. You know, everything yeah. is, it's nice for the teacher. Then at the end, um, I usually have like a, uh, a quizzes, you know, or a Kahoot or something like that where they play right. and, and just there is a review. And, and those are the kids. They knew that. So they, they love those types of games. And, 
like everything that I did um, is tested in the classroom. Like it was tested in the classroom in Korea, it was tested in the classroom in Azerbaijan. It, it, it didn't matter where I was, they absolutely loved these lessons. So I was like, okay, I'm onto something here. Yeah. You know, and how can I, you know, spread this um, and make it, uh, let more people know about it? Because, yeah. you know, you talk about kind, you know, that's why I call it, I call it kind. But I mean, that's the kindest thing I could do is try and give it to as many people. I don't think learning, should, they should have a price on it. Yeah. You know, make it so, as cheap as you can. I love that. So talk a little bit about the structure. So the structure is you've got these four themes that are kind. Uh, yeah. And then within that theme, what's the structure within each one of those themes? So are they broken into units or are they lessons? Well, like what, what's that structure? Yeah, they're broken into individual lessons. So okay. each lesson will have, you know, all the components of the Quizlet and the Nuzella and the uh, quizzes. But I basically, I look for something that with any story that's relevant. Um, and I'm like, okay, like how would this, what does this story fit under? Like, is this a story about diversity? Or is this yeah. a story that, is, that shows people not giving up? Or is this a story about a, just somebody doing a great thing? Or is this something like climate science, which is a lot of climate lessons, um, yeah. climate science lessons involved? I, I'm, I'm going to try and make sure that at least 25% of them are. Yeah. And these are the things that they need to be focusing on, these kids. Like, worrying about the Battle of Hastings, you yeah. know, uh, it's not that important. But, you know, finding out how, you know, solutions. Like, these kids are very creative and innovative. And they always say education is the greatest tool. Like if, um, if we can give them the help that they need and be like, make sure here, let me help you find out, let me find you something uh, that you can help at, you know, what, what do you want? Let me try and find your desire. You know, like what, what inspires you? Let me try and let's find it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, it's like a lot of service learning into it, you know, and that's what the kindest school is going to really go for. Now the kindest school, um, is a virtual school like it's like legit like we're gonna have students and like we use the kindest generation textbook um for our lessons our live lessons but um this is really something very similar to what you talked about in Cotel about becoming a creator and a and a um facilitator of learning yeah um i just you know i when i went to Cotel and i i got my credits through suny buffalo right mm -hmm. so i got my master's degree at suny buffalo I've never been to Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. So when you learn that, and I learned more in your Cotel class than I ever did sitting in a classroom. So it's a humbling thought as a teacher that you don't need to be in a, in a school building anymore to learn. Like, and if you look at what's going on in the education system, you got Betsy DeVos and she's taking funding away from Special Olympics. You've got Aunt Becky showing you that, yeah, colleges don't really, it's all about money. It doesn't, here's your piece of paper. It doesn't really give you any skill, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you got women, a couple of moms in Texas saying that who you can teach about and who you can't teach about. And you're like, wait a minute, this is, there's something wrong with this. Like there's no educator involved in any of this. These are all policymakers who are not educators. And I said, there's gotta be a better way. And I want to try and be that voice um, to give, kids a choice in their learning you know um i think experience and learning in person it's like a customizable education plan so that. if a parent you know wants to join like a, like a homeschool parent or something like that then i say okay here's what we're going to do you have all the stuff that i have you know like that you can use for technology for reading like newzella like accelerated reader and star testing and khan mm -hmm. academy 
use all those to be your skill and drill stop you know, and, and get your baseline. And here's where your kid's reading at. And we're going to get them reading because we're going to let them read about what they want and at their level. You know, that's how you become a better reader. Yeah. Not by, you know, giving them one, you know, one size fits all. Okay. You have a, you know, I mean, you've been in any classroom, you have multiple level readers in every class. Yeah. Um, so we take care of all that. And, you know, we put them in a computer science program like code.org and monitor their learning there. Um, do online lessons with them using the kindest generation um, lessons. So walk them through it. They're interactive. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of these e-schools, they don't use Nearpod. I think I'm like one of the only schools using Nearpod at these. Um, a lot of them use webinars and yeah. video-based um, stuff. So, so this one is going to actually, the kids are going to be involved. And I can download the report and send it right to their parents. Say, here's what your kid did today. Very Complete cool. transparency. And then um, we put a mandatory, like we build into the school day, um, four hours of service a week. You know, so you practice empathy where you go out to a children's hospital or you go um, clean up a beach. Like you do like a trash tag challenge and you and, and, you, and you document this and you yeah. put it up on a portfolio. Right. You know, like you document what you're doing. And then here's the really cool part is I just learned a couple of weeks ago. I'm using teachable.com to um, host the site. And there's thousands, tens of thousands of courses online that I've never even heard of. Yeah. Like there's such like, like you have to find your niche course. And they were showing examples of these teachers. Like one of, one of them is teaching how to uh, nurse a goat. Um, <laughs> and she's making, there's, te there's uh, stuff on how to be a coder and there's how to be a, um, like how to, you know, be a farmer, how to be a baker, you know, and that is where I was like, this is, we can customize their learning. So come to us, let's sit down with your kid. Let's talk about what they want to learn. And then we'll go and we'll try and find courses for you that fit, that fit your need. We'll give you options. And then you take it from there, you know, um, and really try and give them. And so when you go like Google is, they're hiring these kids out of high school now, you know, they're coming right. They're not letting them skip into college. Like they're I, like, it's crazy what they're doing, you know? Um, so, I, you want to try and give them the best portfolio. Here's what I've been doing. These are all the classes that I've taken. Here's stuff that I've made. Here's stuff that I've created. And then here's all the service that I've been doing. And here's my reading scores for fiction. Here's my reading scores for uh, nonfiction. Here's my math score. Um, and, you know, it's not for everybody, but, you know, because it's science, it's not going to be easy for, like, somebody who's into animal science and stuff like that. But that's, you know, it's not for everybody, but it's for some people. And that's, that's the important part, you know. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to, to frame it, right? There is nothing, there's nothing I have found that's for everybody. Yeah. But how can we make little things for niche groups? And that's really exactly. what the world has become and what the internet has allowed is every niche group should have a way to learn the way that they want to learn. And this becomes, I mean, whenever I'm talking about, especially with teachers who are in a one-to-one -one program, you know, a lot of times we get in this mindset that it has to either be paper or be on the computer. And yeah. that to me is a very limiting factor is what technology has done more than anything is diversify every single student to be able to do whatever is best for that kid. You know, to, to your point, like you have a kid that loves reading nonfiction space and wants to do space travel. Why can't they? There's so what? much out there for them. So you much know? Out there. I mean, it's just incredible. That kid can, and this is one of the things I'm, you know, uh, is just talking with a lot of English teachers, especially, and I find this fascinating, especially by the time you get to high school, there's almost a sense that there are certain things that have to be read. 
Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I understand that we all had to, we all had to read Shakespeare, right? Yeah. Because we were all in the class and we've been reading Shakespeare for generations. Therefore, we should all read Shakespeare. And I understand that there are some shared experiences we want kids to have, but I don't yeah. know if reading something like Shakespeare that doesn't in any way apply to my world today. Exactly. That's I totally the agree. thing I'm going to fo force. I don't know. I struggle with that. No, I, I totally agree, you know, and that's um, one of the things that I've tried to, you know, focus on is like having, do you want your kids to like to read and to learn? Like I always had great reading test scores and they're like, you know, even from the beginning of, the, of my teaching career, I always had great, listen to this story. I had my second year, they were taking our FCAT testing and they've set a computer up. I know a computer, a video camera up yeah. to watch me. And I was like, this is because they, I had such high scores the year before that they thought I was, I'm like, go oh, ahead, watch. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. And my scores are higher that year. I was like, yeah, <laughs> thanks so much. But it was, <laughs> there's no secret. Like the, the big secret is let them read what they want and, um, and give them stuff on their reading level. If it's too yeah. hard for them, they're going to get frustrated and they're going to, and if it's too easy for them, they're going to get bored. So you have to make sure there's plenty of stuff at every reading level now, yeah. you know, they can, there's no need to have that, um, that excuse anymore of I can't find anything for them. Yeah. Because the internet has given education more resources than, I mean, and, and that's one of the things that we talk about. Like you, you said earlier was, um, that, that it has to be pencil or it has to be online. Like, if you want to, if you want to get through to this generation, you need to use technology. Like these kids were born, like you talked about it in Cotel, about digital natives versus digital immigrants. These yeah. kids have never known a time where we they haven't had an iPhone. Yeah, like, they're the smartphone generation. Yeah. And I think we're even redefining. We're redefining reading to the point where I read, well, I read two books last week and never opened a page. I had them read to me because they're audiobooks while I'm driving across the state. You know, does that still count? Yeah. Do I still want kids to read? Absolutely. But reading comes in all sorts of forms today. Knowing how to read a video, that's something I've been, we've been doing in a lot of the, the workshops I've been in now is what is, the, what is the media literacy that this generation needs to have because they're watching so much video. And yeah. to your point where you were saying, you know, helping kids digest that and understand what is being said and what is the point of view that I'm in, that I, that is coming at me. And, and we, we do a really great job of slowing that down in paper format where we have kids read a chapter, then we discuss it. But very rarely do I see teachers like watch a YouTube video, pause it and say, what did you hear there? What is the point of view that's being shared? What is the yeah. slant to that point of view, you know, and helping kids really break down audio, visual, and reading like that, that today has to be part. When we say you're literate, we have to redefine that being literate doesn't mean just being able to read on paper. And that yeah. to me is a, is a major shift that we, we've got to get, we've got to, we've got to get into this generation. When I, um, one of the things I've also created is this, it's called a one of a kind wonder study. Cause I was the last novel that I was teaching to my kids. Yeah. Um, and what it does is like, it takes that, you know, you have to write like, cause I don't know if you have, you read wonder. No, I haven't. Um, no. Wonder cover is written from the points of view of like five different people. Okay. And um, it's all telling the story about this kid um, who has a cranial facial disorder 
but everything else about him, but he, he has this, you know, he looks different from everybody else and he's picked on for it and, it, and he's bullied for it. And this one kid sticks up for him. And um, it's all about being kind to people, you know? And uh, yeah. so uh, the, the hashtag that the author uses is choose kind. So I'm like, yeah, this will be the first novel study I do, you know? And what you do is you, we do like, we look at the video from the movie and if we compare it and contrast it to what it is, and then you're, you're saying, you know, like, think about her point of view. What do you think she'd be going through? Tweet something, pretend that you're on her Twitter account and what would she be tweeting, you know, and put yourself in those shoes. That's if you can, if we can teach kids to put themselves in somebody else's shoes, then you're teaching empathy, you know, and yeah. that's the most important thing that we can teach them. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, kindest generation. So the kindest generation is the, for lack of a better term, the text or the core, the yeah. structure. It's so the, like the uh, structure of the, yeah, the structure of the, of the lesson. You know, yeah. those are the lessons that we do. And um, other teachers can sign up and get those or how does yeah, that so, work? Well, what I'm, again, like one of the things that, and I think this is, this is ironic that I'm telling you and I'm announcing it to you. Because, <laughs> I love it. Uh, because you were my professor in Kotel, right? Yeah. So we had a final project. So I went to Kotel. Again, I, I came to Korea. I never had a Google account. Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew that, you know, I didn't realize how much I did not know. <laughs> uh, I went, I went uh, to Cotel, and then we had a final project. Well, this basically turned out to be my final project because wow, you cool. said to us, you said, one of your goals should be to try and give back to teaching. And I told you, like, in the beginning, I never liked it when teachers would hoard lessons. Like, if you have a good lesson, share it. Yeah. Um, and that stuck in my mind, you know. I was like, how can I – share these lessons and then Nearpod gave me that, uh, that ability, the software um, that we use now wasn't available back in 2000, like Nearpod yeah. came out in 2012 and Teachable came out in 2014. So when we talk to people, when we tell kids that your job hasn't been created yet, yeah. I'm living proof of that. This is, this would not have been possible five years ago. So when you talk about the Samurai model, I'm yeah. right on the arc. You know, <laughs> love it. This was not even, like it was not feasible to do something like this five years ago, and I just yeah. and I was right on the cusp of it, watching it with through Kotel, learning from other teachers, um, and so what I want to do is give it back. Is and how do you give it back? Because I'm like I, you know, I see Sal Khan, he's one of my heroes. You know, yeah. uh, he he changed education, I, but I look at him and he's doing these fundraising drives, you know, because he has 10 million viewers, and I was like. He's like, we're going to give it to everybody for free. And I was like, I'll bet you he, he wishes he said, I'll bet you get everybody for $1 a year. You yeah. know? And so that's what I'm going to try and do is like, I'm going to give the kind of like the PTAs. Well, I was, I priced it at a dollar a month. Um, but then I only did that because I wanted to give PTAs a little love because uh, parent teacher associations run. They are, you know, I've worked with so many of them throughout the, the people who run those, they are so dedicated and they want so everything for their, the best for their schools, you know, and yeah. for their kids. Um, the, the best ally you have as a teacher is the parent. It is not, you know, it is not the principal, the principal, no, who cares? Like if you're, if you're in good with the parents, you are golden. And I, yeah. I retired undefeated in parent teacher conferences. So I got, <laughs> that's my favorite, that's my favorite. Undefeated. <laughs> and uh, not every parent came in happy, but they left happy and they, you know, and it's, 
Um, so I wanted to give them to the ability to buy it for every kid at their school for a dollar a year instead of a dollar a month. And then uh, I wanted to also give back and pay it forward to all the teachers out there because every teacher knows that there are times where you are running late, you, have to, you haven't hit the copy machine, you know, like, or, you know, there's something that teaching is not an easy everyday job. I did it for yeah. 18 years. It's chaos sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially like when, you know, you have assemblies and you're like, what am I going to do with this hour? You know, I, here's an option. Like I want like downloadable lessons, you know, at the click of a button, you can click it, download it and launch it in three minutes, you know? Um, and it's reading across the curriculum. Um, it's differentiated. Oh, and the cool thing I haven't even mentioned this is being an international teacher. Um, I noticed how hard it is if you're just like it, for ELL students, English language learner students, it's sometimes teachers get frustrated because they've told the kids directions, but the ELL kid has no clue what you said. Yeah. You know, like what did, what did you, I, I don't know what you're telling me to do or asking me to do. So all the, um, the way the, the lessons are set up, there's this instruction, like a, a transition slide, like this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be watching a video or we're going to be reading about this. Um, or you're going to take a field trip here or, you know, a virtual field trip. And I have it translated in a slideshow so they can look at the English at the top or Spanish or Mandarin or wow. Korean Very or Thai. Cool. Wow. So, and, um, and the more subscriptions that I get, you know, the people will go in. I plan to invest it into getting more languages translated and getting more that. lessons. Done. So, so like, it's one of the biggest things that I constantly hear is does that come in a Spanish version or does that come in an yeah. Arabic version or a French version? And so that you're investing in that is huge. I love that. But yeah, that's, that's the whole diversity of strength part of it. You know, yeah. like, you know, there are, there are so many wonderful learners, man. I love teaching in Asia, man. It was like, they, they inspired me. Like the kids in Korea inspired me to do, you couldn't have an off day there. Yeah. Like, I know. That's why I had, like you had to be at the top of your game every day. And it was like, whoo, because the, the, they were ready to learn. And yeah. they would not, you know, they were happy. They were not having it. Yeah. Uh, if they were going to, you had to give them top quality education. That brought out the best in me. They yeah. really did. They inspired me. Like you helped teach me that, you know, about a, a lot of things. I mean, about working with other teachers and, um, and about the technology. Uh, so to get back to that last point about the PTAs is if they pay $2 a student, then every teacher gets all the downloadable codes at the school. Oh. Very cool. So I'm not trying, I, I don't want to try and break any school's bank. And I thought that was an easy way not to, to not do it. Um, and uh, I don't want to break a teacher's bank. They work hard for their money. And they, you know, and I think learning, if we can, if you want to change education, you take down the first thing that they, that, it, that they stand for now. You, it's proven. It's just, it's bureaucracy and money. Like, yeah. yeah. Take, no, I'm going to say we can give everybody an education. Learning should not, be expensive. What I love and about that is it's very, it's very low risk as well. Like two bucks. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. See if it works for your kids. See if it works for you. What's, what's two bucks, you know? I mean, that, that's cheaper than a lot of things you can buy online for resources for sure. And not yeah. nearly this diversified and this, you know, specifically laid out. Like you're not downloading a printable here. You're downloading an entire system, you know, that you get to, you get to, in, to infuse with your students. That's great. And I have posters. This was another thing that bothered me. And this is why I came up with it. Um, so I have these posters that I'm going to allow them to download and print locally because there's this, I don't like to call it out, but I mean, one of the curriculums that we use, it was called Kelso's Choice. 
Yeah. And it was $80 for 10 posters and $500. It was $500 for a, a stack of worksheets and a folder and a puppet and 10 posters. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, that stack of worksheets is sat on in the guidance counselor's desk collecting dust. And I was like, yeah. what? You know? So if you want to have a social emotional learning curriculum, here's a way you can integrate it across your curriculum. Um, I love it. It involves IT. It helps your ELL students and it includes uh, SEL and it, it's differentiated, you know? So it's like, it, it's everything that, that I found worked, you know, and I'm just That's trying great. to uh, take that and share it. The, it's my final coattail project. Is what I it love is. it. I love it. <laughs> final coattail project turns into a, turns into an amazing website for teachers. How great is that? That's what, yeah. what you always hope, right? That's what you always oh, hope. I mean, so I talk to me a little bit. So where should teachers go here then? What, what, where should teachers go? How do we find out more about this? Um, somebody's um, listening so to this podcast going, oh my gosh, I, I'll, this sounds awesome. I, I want to put my two bucks somewhere to see if this I'll works. For me. Um, it is, uh, you go to thekindestschool.org. Okay. And if, right from there, you would look at um, KG or our Kindest Generation at Home. Um, that, that's the edition where the, the PTA, they fill out the form. Uh, they can send the form to me. Uh, me or uh, somebody who is uh, on my team will help um, say how many, how many codes do you need? Okay, here we go. Okay, we'll send it to you, you know. And the transaction is done, and then, you know, talk to us in a year. If you like it, come back. If not, no problem, you know. And, you know, it is, I hope to change, you know, this can be a game-changing, you know, event. And, you know, I risked everything, you know. I was like, I, I, I had to try. Um, but I've always said, you know, I'm, I'm a fearless innovator, you know. And, I, and, that's, and that's what uh, – that's what it takes to start this, you know? So yeah. well, we talk about that a lot on the podcast, that fear is the opposite of success, not failure. And once you get yeah. past that fear to go for it, which you've done, you know, and are there bumps along the way? Absolutely. But that oh, is, man. you know, so many yeah, of course. Failure just, is everything that happens right before you become successful. And it's those that persevere through that learning. We call it, yeah. some people call it failure. We call it learning, right? That's the growth mindset. That's the growth mindset. You've got to get through that. And all of a sudden, before you know it, that, that success comes. But you got to get out of that fear mode. So that, that, I love that. Yeah. And, and I can tell you, man, this started, uh, my brother had, he was always into uh, character education. They always try, like, he's a, you know, funny, my brother's very, very different than me. Like, he's got, you know, he's a fifth grade teacher, but he lives, uh, you know, five miles from where, you know, he grew up. You know, he's got, he's married, got the three kids, you know, he's got the American dream, golf course, you know, like he's yeah. doing great. And uh, he, but he, he, he's, he's in that classroom and he is one of those traditional teachers, you know, and he, but he's the one thing that we always see eye to eye on um, is teaching character and teaching kindness. You know, yeah. when my classroom, I had two rules in my classroom. That was it. So number one, no bullying. That's it. That's, that's the first rule. And if you are bullying, I'm going to get you out of here, especially when I got to international schools. And the second one was just be kind to each other. Those are the yeah. two rules. If you follow those rules, you and I are going to get along fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't need 10 rules listed about, no, I didn't know. Those are the two rules that I ever had. And, uh, and they were just simple, you know? Um, and that's one of the things that I will do with the kindest school is, monitor if there's any cyberbullying there's no there's a zero tolerance like see you later I'm, you're out you know we'll, yeah. we'll investigate and make sure it's actually bullying but 
if a kid is doing that, no, there's got to be a safe place for kids online to learn. And that will, that's one of the things that I vow to have, you know, is that safe place um, awesome. for kids. Awesome. And, well, where else can people reach you at? Uh, on Twitter? Uh, there's Kind of School at, uh, on my Facebook page is The Kind of School. Okay. Um, that's my biggest one that I have right now. I have a Twitter account, I think is Kind of School. I think they're both at Kind of School. Okay. And grandma's at kindest generation but i haven't gotten those i'm, I'm terrible at social media <laughs> so i have somebody i just hired somebody to help me out with that um because that's good she, oh my god she's so much better than what i did like, oh <laughs> well that's good well, we'll make that. sure that we'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes as well so people can easily oh, click on them inside the episode and just they can listen to this click on the link and take it to you so and there's a teach kindness at kindest generation that's the email if you want to email me Perfect. And we'll make sure that's there as well. So people can reach out to you. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming. I'm really excited that I got to announce it and, and do all this on your show, man. It was, Oh, well, thank you. It's such an inspiration for me. And I, I mean, I, I have no problem saying thank you to you because that was, it's, it's, it's very, very true, man. Like everything that you did, you, you led a path, man. You, you steamrolled a path in education and you're yes. so respected in, amongst the teachers in this international community i can tell you that very much oh well thank you, you bring think. up your i told them i was on your one and they're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah big deal, right well, it was it was really it was really kind this morning i woke up to some tweets i'm actually headed to hong kong into shenzhen uh oh, nice. to, to do some work here next week uh and there was a bunch of teachers awesome. this morning pass it on hey i got something for you Here's yeah a exactly exactly but uh, there are uh, plenty of teachers in south i haven't been back to southeast asia in a while so a lot of people are excited and i'm excited to see a lot of people you know um that i haven't seen in a while so that's uh, always great always great to be out in the international world so. oh southeast asia is such a great place to live and you yeah. can go anywhere like and visit. Yeah. And that's my big thing lately. I just did a, I did a talk two weeks ago to high school kids and I told them, cause a lot of what we're talking about, you know, they're one of the most empathetic generations that have ever been and they need to understand each other that they will, that according to the UN by 2030, 50% of the population on earth is under the age of 25. So this generation literally is half the year's population. I was like, you need to travel and go out and meet other people. And you, and I said, you know, if, if you're being cultured, isn't knowing how to sip tea at the table anymore. Being cultured is like going yeah. and experiencing other cultures. And when I can fly to Hong Kong for $460, there's right. no reason why people can't, you know, yeah, I know. Make it a priority that we've got to, we've got to understand each other uh, at a very fundamentally culture level. And, and we've got, yeah, I just love it. It's, it's I totally, I totally agree, man. And, and you're totally right about it. like 460, those big birds too. Those big birds are they're not bad to, you know, yeah. Economy. yeah. I make trip twice at uh, four times a year. I go to from Bangkok to New York or to Korea to New York. Yeah. My nieces and, uh, and my friends and, you know, and, and my brother and parents, I guess, but, you know, yeah. more about the nieces. I, yeah. I gotta be, a couple, you know, being an uncle is very important. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Brian. Really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time early morning here in Bangkok. Uh, no, to, I'm, to I'm excited. School.org, and we'll make sure that all of the links and they can reach out to you on social media, your email address. Um, I'll have you send me an email when we're done here, and I'll make sure that all okay. of those are correct in the show notes. Uh, and thanks so much. Appreciate you coming on the show and launching. Thank you so much. It's awesome. I appreciate it. Have a good day, man. All right. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.